Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's program. Our guest today, Colby Birchman from Wichita, Kansas. Welcome to the program, Colby. Yeah, hey, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Yes, and shout-outs to our mutual friend, the Lawn Tools, down there in Arkansas. They recommended bringing you on the program because you have quite a bit of experience in the lawn care industry, and now you have about 50 customers with robotic mowers, and you're figuring out how to implement robotic mowers to solve your customer's needs and be it profitable and things of that nature. So tell us a little bit about your experience in the industry, and then we'll get into the robotic mowers and how you're um, offering that service. Yeah, so uh, I've been in the industry pretty much my entire life. My dad started the company when when, uh, I was born, so 33 years. And, um, you know, it just kind of got to the point to where, you know, the, the mowing of it is just kind of almost a lost leader. It's just kind of a waste of time and all our headaches kind of stem from that. So, um, yeah, I saw that the auto mower and I didn't think it would work at all. And I installed it for one of our customers. I was just in a situation to where they were just too far for us to drive because they had moved. So it just wasn't profitable, but some other services we could do from war. So I wanted to keep them as a customer. Um, so we installed one and, you know, it was kind of rough at first, but after I kind of figured it all out, I mean, the customer was blown away and I was blown away. It did a fantastic job. I mean, the two acre property looked like a golf course. Wow. Uh, all the time. And he even joked like he, I, he did a better job than I ever did. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of when I started to say, Oh, maybe, you know, maybe there's something, maybe there's something here. Yeah. So. Well, let's, let's dive back into this the lawn mowing, cause you and I were talking off air that, you know, you can spend $60,000 effortlessly building out the, the lawn maintenance rig, you know, the, what you need to uh, mow edge, trim blow and have that going, but you're only selling jobs at $50 a pop. Explain kind of, since you've been in this industry, how, um, for a long time, how that kind of was eye opening to you that we have to start exploring some other services to offer that can be way more profitable. And we're still, you know, servicing customers, lawn care needs kind of explain that to a guy who might be in year one, two or three and hasn't quite figured out the math behind all of this. Yeah. yeah. So like you said, I mean, the, the lawn mowing, I mean, you usually have two mowers, two trimmers, a a uh, couple blowers, maybe an edger. I mean, a nice truck, trailer, all the main. It just, it just adds up quick. And, uh, you know, mow, I mean, a walker mower, I think I just saw the other day, was $18,000. Wow. So those, are, those aren't those are going down either. Uh, so, 
yeah, it, and there's guys out there that can make it profitable. The problem is, you know, it's really hard to scale a profitable mowing. Like if you just want to do it by yourself and kind of get out there, I mean, I, I think it's workable, but you, you kind of, you're going to have a top line that's going to be really difficult to get over. And uh, so, yeah, I think the, the spring, when I started getting to the spring, I mean, the numbers just. What year really What the, year did you transition from heavy on the lawn mowing to, to figuring out, wow, I can, you know, make a couple hundred bucks an hour with this fertilization weed control programs and, and, and minimal cost. Yeah. So when I got done out of college, I came back to work with the book, uh, you know, just seeing find something to do. And it was the recession, um, 2008, 2000, or 2007, 2008. So there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity. So I just kind of talked to my dad and said, we were kind of just a mowing company and, and, you know, do the bush maintenance and stuff like that. So I said, well, well, we already have a customer base to sell into. Let's kind of sell into this service and uh, just see where it goes. And then, you know, the, the numbers are just, we're just really there to, to expand. So it's just a service to everybody and everybody wants the mowing. That's why people do it. It's easy service to sell. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of spray companies will tell you, you know, that that's probably the number one reason they lose business is because they're, you know, the customer wants to consolidate with the mowing. Um, so that's why we, we haven't really stepped out of the mowing because we kind of have a full service uh, customer base. It's kind of what their expectation is. So, Got you. So you, you mow kind of as a, a bread and butter to put yourself in position so you can offer the fertilization and weed control and, and know that since you're already mowing, you're going to get that low hanging fruit, but you make the most of the profit for the business off the fertilization and weed control and, and the other upsells of, of garden bed maintenance, bush maintenance and things of that nature. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Well, that's, that's what I've been preaching for a while. So I just, it's good to hit, get third party validation. So, um, cause there's a lot of young guys that are listening, you know, that are just starting out and Colby, they'll fill the schedule. You can fill the schedule real quickly with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're just doing the mow edge, trim and blow and not leaving any time for the, the landscape enhancements or possibly the other, um, you know, fertilization weed control services and, and you can get in a mess real quick. So it's just good to hear from other people who have experience as well with the, the same exact math, kind of like a deer in headlights moment. Like, wait a minute. So I've been there. Yeah. So and I, I and I have too. And I, now I got this big microphone in front of my mouth. So I try to help out as, as many people as I can to at least see the math behind all the cost that really takes to do lawn mowing and, and how difficult it is to not only break even and recover those costs, but pay yourself a profit. You make a profit and pay yourself the salary that we want. It really need to consider other services to mix into the mowing and, and you found your secret sauce. So um, tell us a little bit of how then you went from mowing and the fertilization weed control and taking care of these folks' properties to robotics. Yeah, so it was interesting. So it's, it's not an easy transition from like selling your current base into robotics. It's, it's almost just a completely different customer. Um, so I kind of approached some and that wasn't very successful. So I just kind of started marketing it to like a whole different group of people that were probably more interested in in the robotics. So I don't want to act like, you know, you just transition all your customers to robotics and then. Hey, sweet Sue, we're going to start a program with a robotic mower next week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They don't take timely to that. It takes a special kind of client. Um, Yeah. So we just uh, started, you know, you kind of ask yourself, well, what kind of services do they need? And, and, you know, a lot of people just want to see you out there on their yard. They want boots on the ground. So they want you 
to have some sort of scheduled visits. Um, so you kind of have to, we've kind of worked our way into, you know, maybe visiting the property twice a month, you know, once a month, we kind of focus on the, the lawn and kind of the next visit, we kind of focus more on the beds and then, and the maintenance there. And, uh, you know, when, gonna trim. When you there. say when you say lawn, are you talking about doing the string trimming and weed eating, or are you talking about fertilization and weed control? Because the mowing's taken care of. Yeah, so yeah, so the fertilization and weed control and the trimming. Okay, uh, the trimming you do both times. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to keep up with that, and you can use growth regulators too, and that kind of helps. Mm-hmm. You can kind of incorporate those into your uh, into your program, which is is pretty pretty seamless. Wow. So what what effect have you seen these these robotic mowers? Um, make on make on the industry yeah so there's kind of we've kind of as a company um Atmo, we've kind of looked at kind of so there's kind of two solutions out there one is kind of the you know slap rtk on a traditional mower and uh you know have it map out and there's several companies doing this and the kind of the other solution would be the um on-site robotics so it's more autonomous it's kind of hard to, to distinguish between the two, but one, you know, it's still going to take some effort to get the machine there and everything. And the other one's just going to stay on site all the time. You know, the benefits of the ones that you have the machine that you take it, you know, you can, you can continue to cut so it can cover more acreage. Um, and so I definitely see why people are, are looking at that as an option, but we've actually kind of looked at it and we, we really like the ones that stay on site because um, they solve more of my problems. Like, if, if, if the property is always cut now, I don't care about the weather. You know, I don't, mm. I don't have to get out of a weekly service maintenance um, completely. I don't have to be tied down um, to, to, to weekly. So you can actually have more clients, uh, you wow. know, you can, and you can on higher, higher margin. So it, it kind of just, it's almost like a complete culture change. You have to really think about differently how, how we maintain uh, green spaces. And, you know, I just, I think like the, and the, and the big ones that are traditional mower, you know, I just, I think they're over solving the problem. Um, you know, they have to have LIDAR, they have to have cameras, uh, you know, I mean, are they going to be able to sense when, you know, it's wet outside that you still can't, they're still going to have limitations like a traditional, uh, mower would, you know, they're going to get stuck and, you know, we've all been on our mowers driving and then all of a sudden our wheels spin out and, <laughs> you know, it was wet. You, know, you couldn't, you know, there was a visible sign that it was wet, but you know, we fall, we find it with our tires and right. It, so many little things, little micro decisions. You got like Mrs. Jones put seed and it's just sprouting and then the robot's just going to, you know, go and trounce all that seed and make me, it just, it just, it, you know, it's so funny. It's just oversolving the problem. Um, you know, these are things I think are going to be real expensive and, and, uh, you know, I stuck out a truck, I still have a trailer, I still have to pull it. I still have to have guys there. You know, how fast, you know, I, I'm not really sure if they're going to be able to go that fast just because of government regulations and, and yeah, so we, we just kind of really like the on-site ones. Okay, so let's, let's go deeper into these on-site ones. You're you're talking um, Spanish to me here, Colby. Um, you said RTK, and you lost me. What what is RTK? You said you just throw an RTK on it, and it, I, I didn't. I lost you right there. <laughs> oh, so sorry, speak English. Yeah, no, we're, R- we're in English here in, in uh, Atlanta, not Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I baked it from that maybe, but uh, RTK is just it's the GPS. So it takes the GPS signal and it translates it and it makes it, you know, with centimeter accuracy. So that's what you're putting on these mowers to be able to have them operate autonomously and know where to go as uh, the RTK technology. Got you. And now, we're seeing 
a lot of different, not just with lawn care, but a lot of different industries. Got you. Now, who's paying for the machine? Um, explain that, how you got that set up. Well, you know, I've seen, I've watched some kind of these, in, uh, you know, some of the, the manufacturers talk about it. And, you know, they're looking at maybe 30K a mower, 35K a mower, and then, you know, $1,000 a month. Uh, subscription to, to keep it running you know, for the cloud service to Whoa. store the map and the, the cell data and, and all that. And it just, you know, it's, it's pretty expensive. It's pretty pricey. And I, I just, all it really does is eliminate, you know, a little bit, maybe 50% of your labor. So I did this, the math, I it just didn't, I just don't see where the math goes with that, but. So who, the mowers that are on the properties for your customers, how did they get there? The customer bought the mower? Yeah, so that's yeah. There's two ways you can do it. You can lease it out, like the Husqvarna's or the RoboMo's or the Works. You can kind of lease them out. Um, obviously, the, the pitfall of that is you're going to need a lot of capital. That's going to be really hard to scale. Um, so what I do is I just kind of tell the customers, "Is hey, you already have an irrigation system. It it comes on, it waters your grass, it automatically works. And this is, this is no different. Actually, this is easier because if there's a problem, it alerts me right away. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to worry about it." So I get the alert. I know there's a problem. Uh, you know, I come, I come fix it. And, you know, it's just like any other, any other, like, just like an irrigation system. So what's the, pr- what's the price point is in the customer? Are they just buying these robotic mowers directly from the manufacturer and you're, you're out of that transaction or are you helping them buy it and baking a little profit in or how, how does that go? How does the mower get on Mrs. Jones front yard? Yeah, so, I, so I'm part of a, a company called Opmo, which is based out of um, Columbus, Ohio, with, uh, and Jeff Latimer is the owner of that. So I kind of have that side business, and then my dad is, is the fertilization and weed control. So I kind of you know have the sales and installation on that side of it, and then I'm kind of leveraging you know the robot into into other services. So it's kind of like your foot in the door. So kind of like it's kind of like what mowing's become. So it just kind of gets you acquainted and. You know, where, where are the customers going to go? No one else wants to, you know, work a robot. So. So they'll, they'll buy the mower from Opmo. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Which Opmo, which, which is the one I run, which is the location I operate. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, then I just, you know, kick them on the service for the, the TerraVista, which is, uh, the family business. So then I just kind of maintain the relationship with that. I got you. So you're kind of double dipping a little bit. They'll get the machine. And, and you were mentioning Columbus, Ohio, Wichita, Kansas. So th- how do you get the, the machines from Columbus to Wichita? Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. It's Brittany here with the Hardscape Academy. If you're serious about keeping good, qualified people around, then you have to train them. 
you can say, well, what if they leave? I've trained them and I've spent all this time and resources on it. But what if they stay and you haven't taken that time to train them and they're not able to grow within your company and run their own jobs? That falls on you. So check out the hardscapeacademy.com to train yourself and your crews. This month, we're going to be launching our crewman paver training video. This video is for your employees. It is the how to hardscaping and not so much the why everything is done the way it is. In this 45 minute video, you'll be able to brief your employees on paver installation basics so they're ready to crush the day on site with you. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get skills and training for you and your crew so you can excel as a professional hardscaper and grow your company. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Check out thehardscapeacademy.com. Hi, this is Jason with Lake Tap Landscaping. I used Paul's price increase letter this off season in February. Sent it out to all my clients for a minimum 10% increase and was able to get 100% acceptance rate from all my lawn maintenance clients. It's a great decision to uh, raise your prices on a yearly basis. You can pick up the price increase letter at greenindustrypodcast.com. You know, so every manufacturer is a little different. It's a little complicated, I'll say that. But, um, yeah, so so we just buy it and then, you know, either either the warehouse, like if in Husqvarna's case, you know, it might be like Charlotte. They'll just drop ship it to me. So I don't really have to keep any inventory. And uh, just kind of the home base in Ohio just kind of keeps us supplied. Oh, I got um, you. And then we just have an ordering system. So we just order it and they just ship, just drop ship it straight to, straight to my house. Okay. So the, the mowers are actually Husqvarna mowers? Well, Husqvarna, Robo mows. Uh, we support Gardena and uh, Works as well. Okay. And I think that's what makes us unique. I know some of the manufacturers probably don't like that we support all these different models, but you know, customers love it because they can kind of trust. Uh, you know, it's really hard to, go to the Husqvarna expert and then get their opinion and go to the works expert expert and get their opinion and then try to make a decision and you, everybody's trying to sell you on different things. So I think yeah. customers appreciate they, they can kind of, we can kind of solve all their problems, answer all their questions without you know having a bias. Yeah. So Mrs. Jones buys the mower. It gets delivered to her doorstep and then you show up and, and you do all the, the setting up the, um, perimeter and, and get it working. Is that how it works or? I, I can do it that way. I've done it. Like if the customer's out of town or a little further away, I can just ship it to their house. Usually I just ship it to my house. Okay. But it. you have them pay, you have them buy it. Yeah. Yeah. The customer's buying it. Yeah. Okay. And then it's shipped to your house and then you have the knowledge of how to get it set up. Yeah. So there's two different, the two different ways to do it. I mean, the, the, by far the most popular way, especially on residential properties, would be just a trench, like a wire, um, like you would a dog fence, just around the perimeter of the property, mm-hmm. um, and then around obstacles, and then you just plug it into the base station, and uh, pretty much that simple. I mean, there's plenty of videos online if, if people want to learn, and it, it's pretty much straightforward in, in, in that. And uh, the base station just sends a, a signal around that loop wire, and uh, you know the mower will, will never operate outside of that uh, frequency zone. Okay. And what's been, and the go, ahead. Way, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Go sorry. ahead. Yeah. No, the second way, which is, which is, um, I think the most exciting frontier would be, um, the wireless technology. Um, so with us foreign, that would be EPOS. And, um, you know, I was kind of telling Jordan, I was kind of joking with him. I mean, it's kind of like the difference between simple and easy. Like the, the EPOS is, is, you know, easier to maybe install, but it's, it's, a, it's more complex system. So you, there's more things you have to take into account. 
um, because they're using satellites and then radio frequencies. And um, you just kind of drive around like an RC car and you just plot points. And uh, we've, we've, we've done a big, big project at a golf course. Um, we've done big projects at um, out east at, at some uh, commercial places as well, um, some big apartments and everything. So, wow. so that one is, is I think that the future would be, you know, being able to, now I don't know what the future is going to be, but, uh, you know, it, it's already there. They just need to kind of refine it. Yeah, totally. And, um, what, do, what do you think the biggest challenges are at the moment with all of this? Cause you, you kind of got your pulse in the manufacturing side and, and the actual providing it as a customer solution you know, to Mrs. Jones and you're figuring all this out. We we're talking off air that you're figuring this out, but what, what are the biggest challenges that you're seeing right now with robotics in the lawn maintenance um, world? Uh, really just a cultural thing. Like people just, you know, there's a lot of questions about it, you know, change, change happens slow. And, uh, you know, people, but what I, what I tell people a lot is you're not really selling lawn care, you know, necessarily, you know, you're selling, um, trust you're selling, you know, solving the problem. Uh, people just don't want to worry about mowing at all. They just want someone to take care of them. They're, they're willing to pay, you know, to have that problem go away. And I think when sometimes when people look at robotics, it it seems so complicated. Like it, they think, oh, it's just going to make my life more complicated. And then the solution, uh, it doesn't seem like a good solution to them. They, they'd rather just keep paying people. Um, you know, so that's kind of our responsibility and what we're trying to overcome. And that's kind of why I've created, or we've created, you know, a, a way to be on the property frequently, uh, be able to, way to solve people's problems to where uh, it's very hands off for people. And I think it's just going to take time for people to get used to them and see them. And, um, you know, I think here surely, you know, it might be more of a, you know, economic decision. Um, than maybe it was in the past, mm-hmm. um, you know, the cost of doing business in traditional way, uh, keep increasing. And, you know, the cost of, plastic and microchips and technology just is continuing to go down. Yeah. So how many um, visits do you do for a property now for, for Mrs. Jones or whoever has the unit on site? Um, you mentioned one or two a month. What, what does that add up for the year in, in the Kansas market? How, how many times are you actually going and how do you bill them for that? Are you doing it per service? Are you offering like annual plan or what have you found kind of works um, for your wheelhouse with the services you're providing. Yeah. So eventually I, I think that the, the goal would be to go like a monthly um, service fee and just kind of maybe have a, you know, just divide it by 12 and do it that way. But we're just not as a company, you know, most of our company still isn't into this. So we still have to kind of cater to, to that side as well. So, I mean, I, th- I think the ideal, I don't think we're doing it necessarily the ideal way um, just because of where we're at as a company, but yeah, we just bill as, as, you know, as uh, monthly. So however many services we do, they just, they just get billed into the month. Got you. Well, I want to ask you this Colby, um, because you got experience with robotics, you got experience with fertilization and weed control mowing. You're mentioning bush trimming and enhancement work like that um, earlier. And there's so many people that are starting out, in the lawn care business now, for whatever reason, it just, I think when things started getting, um, shifting in 2020 and folks started, you know, transitioning jobs, a lot of people would just like, well, I'll get a truck, I'll start mowing. And, um, here we have, you know, probably the highest number of, of newbies starting out in the lawn care business. So what's one piece of practical advice 
that you would give somebody who's in year one, two or three, just kind of getting started in this industry? What would you say to them? Or I could phrase it as what would you say to yourself if you were starting, um, you know, your business this year? What What's some practical advice you can share? Yeah, I would just say just to have, you know, to think ahead a little bit, just to have an end game goal. Um, don't be afraid to say no, just kind of focus your services and, uh, you know, have an ideal client and just don't be afraid to drop clients in the field. You know, sometimes, you know, you're just starting, I got to do what you got to do, but you know, keep, keep going and hustling after the clients that you, that you need and that you want that are going to be profitable for you and that you can grow a business with and, and, uh, you know, cater to them. That's really good. I, really think, I think robotics is going to be great for everybody because there is going to be a certain amount of people that just don't want it on their property. I mean, traditional mowing is not going away. Um, I think I think all the growth potential is going to be in robotics. So that's just what's exciting. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if you if you're skilled with it with a mower and you make stripes, you make a customer's happy. I I think there'll always be a place for that. And in fact, I think robotics make it better because I think it'll make uh, create more barriers to entry for people. Like people won't be just so willing to just start up and do it because I mean, you know, they might have a little bit of a fear or you know uncertainty. So I think the people that are doing it are. You know, it'll help them too because it'll be more scarcity of their service. There won't be as many. Yeah. Who's your ideal? You mentioned ideal customer. Who Who's your ideal customer now in, in, in 2022? What does that ideal customer look for now that you have robotics uh, a part of your um, arsenal? Yeah, so for robotics, it would just be, you know, any, any property without a fence. <laughs> that, that always kind of complicates. So, you know, just brand new brand new, uh, you know, the suburban home, you know, those are perfect where those maybe a tree and not much else and, uh, very little issues, very little problems out there. And, you know, that's kind of everybody's ideal client though. You know, everybody kind of wants those clients that are, don't have gates, don't have fences. Yeah. Um, Cookie cutter. Those, those yards, those yards are the best. Yep. Yep. I mean, I even have properties, you know, where I have a mower doing multiple properties, (laughs) you know, one mower doing, you know, several neighbors. Oh, wow. So that's, and that's probably my best because you know when I'm doing fertilization and weed control. I'm just boom, boom, boom. You know, one, two, now, three. Now, who bought the mower? How how, how do they? If there's one mower in three houses, who who paid for the mower? Well, in one circumstance, it was just a nice neighbor, and he was like, "Well, if it can do more, and I have a small house, I'll just ask my neighbors." You know, I'm going to buy it anyways. You know, I might as well ask my neighbors if they want to. You know, they want to benefit from it. So, you know, in that situation, it was just a nice neighbor. Oh wow! So which, you know, benefited me. I'll take it. Yeah. That's a, that's a very nice neighbor. Well, what resources are out there for people who are wanting to dive deeper in, into robotics and, and learn more about this? What, what kind of direction would you um, lead them into to, to start to find out a little bit more? Yeah. So if you, I mean, if you have like a spray business or, you know, and you're in your kind of what I said, maybe kind of clicked with you or anything. I would definitely reach out to uh, Jeff Latimer, um, the owner and uh, CEO of Opmo. And, um, you know, he's, he's kind of been one of maybe the only people in the country, you know, that's really been able to figure out kind of the sales of it and made actual, you know, business out of it. You know, we have 23 locations now and, and Jeff's done a great job and, you know, it's been an inspiration for me because I see, you know, if Jeff, if he, he's, he's done it. So I know it's, it's, it's doable. So he, he would be a great resource, you know, if, you, if you're a business, maybe looking to get, you know, maybe look for some new opportunities to you know, get in contact with him and we're just a growing, growing company. 
That's fantastic. We're all, it, we're all trying to solve this, you know, each other's problems. That's what great com- com- camaraderie between all of us. So, so we got message boards, we got, you know, our own servers. And so we're talking constantly and, and that's kind of what it takes, you know, is, is just everybody trying to solve the same problem from different perspectives. You know, cause I'm not always right. <laughs> I've learned that after being married for 14 years that I'm wrong a lot. So it's good to get fresh perspective. <laughs> there you go. I'm single. So that's, uh, I'm taking notes. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Humility. That's a, that's a, you know, whether it's real or not, you can fake it, I guess, and make it, but <laughs> you got to do something. How did you together. get connected to the lawn tools and, and what project did you do, do on their uh, golf course, backyard golf course? Yeah. So Jordan, it just, we have, um, some similar circles and we're on some of the same discord um, networks. And uh, I saw his video that he was doing uh, an install. And I was like, man, that would be a great opportunity to kind of show the EPOS technology. His EPOS, which is, which is the, the wireless technology pro is really not something geared currently towards um, a residential setting in terms of like a neighborhood. Um, but it does fantastic, you know, if you're out kind of in the country and you're kind of flat like we are out here in Kansas, it's it's definitely a viable option um, for homeowners. Um, it's, it's a little fiddly. Um, there's some more questions you kind of have to answer about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think there's a market for, for, for people that want kind of the best uh, technology out there and they'll, they'll pay a little bit, maybe a higher price point, you know, they haven't. You know, a lot of these farm guys, you know, aren't paying. And this is a write-off, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, you know they're they're buying eighty-five thousand dollars toolcats like it's like nothing. So you know they got the money and they just want the best technology, and you know, we can provide it for them. What are, are the common misconceptions that that people have about robotics? Um, I, I get influx of all kind of comments, but what 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 do you get? Um, kind of misconceptions that people have that you're, you're hearing or, or why they're so nervous or skeptical about all this. Yeah. So the, probably the biggest thing is I hear that just, Oh, that don't, that doesn't work. And, um, you know, that's lazy or, you know, that's stupid or, you know, I'd rather do it with the mower. And you know, I, I, I kind of commiserate with that cause I kind of thought the same thing at first too, but, um, really, I mean, like, like I said, we put them on golf courses and, uh, the superintendent, we have them on some of the fairways and the superintendent just swears by them. I mean, he thinks they're better than the real cutters. Wow. And we even have some uh, data uh, from Husqvarna that they've put out, uh, some university research that shows that uh, the, the cutting system is, is on par with, you know, probably not statistically significant difference, but it's definitely better than a rotary mower and it's kind of on par with the cut quality of a, of a real of a real mower. How does it get, if, if it's not like a cylinder type motion, like a real mower, how, how does it get that fairway? I mean, fairway is right. it's tight, it's low. Yeah. How does it get that, that, uh, short? Yeah. I mean, the, so the, with the fairway kit, I mean, they're, they're capable of cutting at 10 millimeters, which wow. is like 0.39 inches. And, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I thought Jordan would be such a good candidate because, um, you know, he's such a likable guy, such a nice guy. He's nice in person too. So. That was refreshing to see, you know, it wasn't all just a facade, but, uh, you know, he's great at the camera and I think he can put out some really quality content in terms of, 
uh, just the cut play. You know, a lot of golf, well, you know, a lot of superintendents on a, on a camera. They're not going to go out there and have the time to, to maybe film some of the cut quality aspects of it. And, uh, you know, I think, I think Jordan will do a really good job. Yeah, totally. Well, that's, that's really cool. I, I grew up golfing and I, I love golfing and the golf course. And so it's pretty wild that superintendents are saying that the cut quality is even comparable to, um, a good old lawnmower or, you know, real mower. Yeah. And kind of what I was telling Jordan too is because he, he's everybody knows has a real mower knows that, you know, a real mower is not going to cut bad grain. You, know, you have to have nice grass for a real, a real mower to operate properly. Right. And uh, you know, a lot of these municipal golf courses, you know, it, it, you know, summer hits and, you know, they're getting hit with goose grass and a real mower just does not cut, you know, it's too stemmy for a real mower to really cut. Um, and that's why this particular golf course, we had them a lot on the, on the roughs mm-hmm. and, uh, they got hit with goose grass real bad. And they were just like, well, Tessie's out in the fairway and yeah, that, it, it, it really did a good job of cutting the goose grass and it doesn't control the goose grass, but just, it just makes it cleaner. Well, this has been very fascinating. And again, thanks to Jordan, um, from the lawn tools, he recommended, um, that I get in touch with you and, and bring you on the program. And so this has been very educational for me because I'm getting asked uh, quite frequently, Colby, about this. And, you know, I'd rather bring on an expert, someone who actually has 50 customers um, doing this and and get your perspective. So this has been very, very insightful and helpful. Um, Is there anything else we're we're leaving out that you think needs to be addressed to, to, you know, properly um, share about robotics with those listening? Yeah, I mean, no, I just think, yeah, we're, we're just all the industry. I think we're all in it together. I think we all need to to get solutions and, and come up with ways to, to to do some things. I think, um, you know, with robotics, I think some of the ancillary benefits of always being cut, um, you know, you, you use less fertilizer, you lose less water. You know, I've kind of calculated you can maybe take a half a pound of nitrogen out of your program. Um, it's better with weed control. You know, and these are, I think, are all of some of the things that, uh, as an industry, we've kind of said, you know, we'd like to see more of is maybe not as using as much pesticides, maybe not as using as much fertilizer, especially at the, at the prices <laughs> that they are now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it just can solve a lot of our problems. And I think I just like to be proactive about it. You know, I don't want the government to step in and, you know, pull California and just pull the rug out of underneath everybody. You know, the government's going to be kind of ham-handed when it comes to regulation. Um, so I think we, I think we should be more proactive and offer solutions and say, you know, it's a quiet technology. I know a lot of people don't like the, the noise of the mowers and, and, uh, yeah, just propel the, the future of the, the green industry. Well, I really appreciate your insights, expertise and time and, uh, sharing with us today, Colby. Are you going to be at the, I guess they changed the name from GIE Expo to the Quip Expo. Are you going to be up there in Louisville, um, in October? Yeah, I was there last year and had a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully my schedule. It's kind of hard to commit <laughs> that far ahead of something, but yeah, I'd love to be there. Cool. Well, Again. Ho- hopefully, I'll get to meet you in person. Um, I'm planning. It's planning on headed up. Um, I don't know the dates, but I know, I know it's always usually like the third week of October, or something like that. And they changed the name this year to Equip Expo, but same thing, GIE Plus Expo, it's just new name. But uh, hopefully, I can meet you in person. If we're both there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure though a lot will change between now and then. Yeah. That's so. why this is uh this is uh rapidly changing, but 
I just appreciate somebody with much, much more experience um, than me who, you know, you, you're just more credible to, to share the truth about this. So I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, no, appreciate that. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm just kind of in the weeds, just kind of solving the problems as they come at us. And we, we haven't got to figure it out yet, but we feel like we're getting closer and closer and, and uh, just keep punching away at it. Well, it. Sounds like you're off to a great start. How, how can people connect with you? If, if maybe somebody wants to get in touch with you or um, learn more about this, is there a place on social media or email address or website or anything you want to share um, where folks can get in touch with you? Yeah, probably just my email is probably the best way, um, which would be my name, Colby, K-O-L-B-Y, um, B at Otmo, A-U-T-M-O-W.com. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I can get you, Jeff, or yeah, anybody part of the network. Cool. Well, I appreciate uh, Jordan um, referring um, me to bring you on the program, and I appreciate the the eye-opening content here. It's definitely cool to hear your story, and, and definitely I would appreciate to stay in touch and as things adjust and transition and, and develop, uh, keep me in the loop of uh, what's working and, and what's not. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate it, Colby, and I will definitely stay in touch. I'm not sure our, uh, we're talking a future tour. I don't know if we'll be in Kansas or not, but if so, uh, I definitely have some contacts over there in Missouri and I'd love to stop by Missouri, but if uh, my geography is accurate, Kansas is just west of Missouri. I'm pretty sure on that one, but uh, at least I know where Denmark is, Marty. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> A little inside joke with my buddy Caleb Ballman. Well, guys, I hope uh, you've enjoyed today's program. And as Colby and I were talking at the top end of the broadcast, and even we we're talking about off air, the actual numbers of a lawn care business. And he was sharing how he quickly figured out that spraying, you know, fertilization weed control programs have better profit margins than lawn mowing. And, you know, now figuring out ways to um, be a solution to the customer with the robotics. At the end of the day, we need to know our numbers in the lawn care business. And we have put together an e-training at the greenindustrypodcast.com. Uh, my boy, John Pajak from the budgets, break-evens and bottom lines came down to Atlanta to help me with this. And we covered how you calculate your break-even cost and establish the accurate man-hour rate for your business so that you're actually profitable. And we just talk about the back-end side of the numbers of the business, how you can know your numbers. We currently have 14 modules, um, these video course lessons, plus the pricing matrix included in the e-training uh, program. And as we add more, as more frequently asked questions come in and things of that nature, we add more modules in the future, you get access to that. So everyone who's already got Know Your Numbers in the past, make sure you go back to the portal and check out all this new fresh content. We added tons of new videos on owner's pay, profitable pricing. How do you know your numbers? Really breaking that down, calculating break-even man-hour rates and those profitable man-hour rates. You don't want to just break even. You want to make sure... Um, you're profitable. So anyway, we cover all of that in the e-training, Know Your Numbers. And John Pajak is a part of the program. He's the teacher uh, for many of the modules. And you also get the pricing matrix spreadsheet calculator and access to all the course lessons there. And uh, you can get that. It's available at the Green Street Podcast Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. 
And as always, Mr. Producer puts links, they're hyperlinks in the show notes. So if there's something that you heard about in today's program, you'd like to learn more about, you can just click on that hyperlink and it will take you where you need to go. So appreciate you listening to today's program. If you're new to the Green Industry Podcast and you like what you heard today, we hope that you will uh, smash that follow button. Used to be a subscribe button, I think, but now they change it to follow. So smash that follow button. And depending if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or maybe you're like Jason Creel and you're listening on Podbean, I think is what he listens to on. You can turn on the bell for notifications. So each platform's a little bit different, but they do have notifications. So when we have a fresh new episode, you'll be notified and uh, hopefully you'll track with us in the future as we are here to help you take your business to the next level. Thanks for listening, friends. Hope to catch you on another episode of the Green Street Podcast, or you can visit us for more information of how you can take your business to the next level at the Green Street Podcast Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.